Hello and welcome to season two, episode three of the First Take Film Club podcast. My name is Luke Chandley and I am one co-host out of three. The other two guys are Connor Norcott and Liam Jones. Liam Jones, you're back from a week off. How the devil are you doing? Yeah, good, good. I'm uh, alive again. I wasn't very well last week and now I'm feeling Woo. I'm feeling better. Well, we are really glad to have you back. I was going to start clapping and didn't know if it would be too loud for the listeners yeah. and too stressful, so okay. one clap is good enough. Um, so you feel better now, yeah? Yeah, feeling ready to go. You're ready, look- to, ready to pod. Ready You're to looking take. radiating and beardless. Yeah, I had an accidental shave. <laughs> As in, like, as in, like, you I was did something wrong and then trimming you, my beard. You'd committed, a, yeah, trimming with an electric uh, razor, and then I actually took a patch out of my beard <laughs> and didn't really want to look like an idiot, so I just decided to take it all off. Yeah, fair play, fair play, Connor. How yeah. are you? You haven't had an accident with a razor? Uh, no, I haven't. No, but I'm doing good. I'm right. Any other accidents this week? <laughs> um, uh, no. <laughs> that response suggests to me that maybe you have and it's not appropriate for uh, 12.01 on an afternoon. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I can't remember. My head's a bit all jumbly today. I've, I've got a bit of a hangover. Have you had too much alcoholic beverage? I did. You I did. did. Okay. I drank a lot of rum and some beer and some other stuff. Yeah. I can't drink rum. It's so nice. Though. I got served rum. Was like, do you ever go to a restaurant? Like, it's usually a smaller gaff, <clears> and they like give you like a surprise shot, as if like if yeah, I, I like give that. you a shot, you will come back. Yeah. Well, I had I had rum the other day at a pizza place, and it was just That's gross. Such a strange shot. To, but oh, you know what? I'm still gonna rum? go. But yeah. I reckon they were just like, it's all we've got. Like they just give me like. <laughs> They well, just give me like paint up. stripper if that's all they have. I went to uh, Brass Monkey um, once. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And um, <laughs> it's in Liverpool, by the way. And they gave me, uh, me and my girlfriend, Laura, um, shout out, a, a free shot of like mm-hmm. their 100%, not, not, it's not 100% proof, but a very strong rum anyway. Did um, you have this rum before you had the beard accident? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 100%. This was, this was a while ago, but okay. it was like the strongest rum that like most bars Money would can sell. buy. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. And then they lit it on fire and oh shit! Oh well, that's flaming mo. Fuck off! A flaming like, mo. A flaming mo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on that Simpsons, note, we yeah. will yeah, from the Simpsons. We will move on. Um, if you've not listened to the podcast before, the premise is super simple. Um, we watch films that we've never seen before, and then we talk about them on the podcast and give our views and opinions. Um, and this week is absolutely no different. This week we are covering um, for the Florida Project, mm-hmm. which is a film I really, really love. And Liam has never seen This Is England, so we are covering that also. Yeah, Connor's never seen Florida Project. That's Connor's never seen Florida time. Project. I haven't. Well, I Sorry. Well, I, like, I, I left you, you out there. I left you out there. Sometimes when I don't have a plan like to host or discuss what I want to discuss, I just say random things, and then Liam can just pick me up on them later well, on. Well, to be fair, Luke, you've seen both of the films, so that you're, you're probably a little bit confused today because you're not actually doing a first take. I'm not. You are, I am essentially just, today, you are just... An ornament. The presenter. You are the sole presenter I am. of the First Take That's Film cool. Club today. I am. I am. I'm a, I'm a, you I'm have a, the power in your hands. I do. And I am going to have the power to move us swiftly on from this conversation. <laughs> um, we'll have some news shortly, which I think maybe I'll throw over to you, Liam, because I think you've got a few little bits that we can we can talk about, haven't you? Um or maybe by the look on your yeah, face, you haven't. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think you just had the you just had the bits that I was going to say anyway. I it's just... fine. No, no, no. It's fine. I have a computer in my hands. I okay. Know. Of course, I've got news. Okay. Well, well. We, before we do the news, we always do. I mean, it usually is more professional than this, but we always do a uh, opening question. So this week's opening question was brought to uh, brought to us by Connor Norcott to my right. Oh, he yeah. says, "What is your favourite British indie film?" Mm. 
Um, do you would want like me to answer? I would like you to answer. Okay. Uh, first, the obvious and correct answer is Trainspot and Danny Boss. Trainspot and is the best. Not even, maybe just the best film ever made, actually, if I'm honest. Ooh. But Hot Tech Film Club. Here we go. <laughs> His first film that came before that is a film called Shallow Grave. Okay. And I've heard of it, but it I'm is not incredible. It's about um, three flatmates who are looking to find their fourth flatmate, and they start interviewing all these people, and it's really funny initially, like. It's you and McGregor and the guy that used to be Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. And the, the, oh, someone okay. I can't remember what her name is, unfortunately. Anyway, uh, they're looking for this fourth flatmate and then a new guy moves in. And the first night he moves in, he dies. But in the room, he has left a shit ton of money. And it's about how, what they do, um, what, like how the dynamic oh, this is, is about interesting. what they do with the money. It's yeah. a really good film. It's a is fucking it? yeah. great film. Wow, maybe First Take Film Club coming soon. Mm -hmm. I recommend it to people all the time, and it's probably one of my favourite. I say British, it's Scottish, actually, but, you know. I, Scottish, Scottish is Scot British, Scot right? Well, that's as two, two English people, that's exactly what you'd say. But um, I'm sure they would say they're Scottish, it's, it's Scottish, but yeah, okay, we'll move on. Why are, English, why are we the only ones that say... Because you're English and you, you you consume all, you know, you bunch of bastards. Because we've got nothing good to say um, for ourselves, so we'll just take everyone else's Yeah, goodness. that's true. It's like in the Olympics when, uh, obviously, we compete as Britain and, and Northern Irish, Scottish or Welsh, whenever they win, I'm like, yes, we win. We win. We're, we're all a whole. We're all one. Yeah. Just for the Olympics. And then when Andy Murray goes out the US Open, we're like, oh, that bloody shit Scottish player. Oh, I really like Andy Murray. Yeah, I love him as well. I love I him as well. I, I am... I'm accepting of the whole of Britain. I, I love, I love everyone. Yeah, okay. we love everyone, don't we? Um, and the you thing that so. I also love is my indie film. Wow, he's on is fire today. Aha! Alan Partridge, oh, Alpha yeah. Papa. Wow. <laughs> I've never saw this before. It's what it's, the fuck? I've never saw it. I like, I never really got into Partridge until about a year and a bit ago. Okay, and well, it's on iPlayer. So don't watch it. Is it a movie? It's a movie. Oh. Yeah, it's it's the Alan Partridge movie, Alpha Papa, yeah. Oh, it's well, absolutely it. excellent. <laughs> it's funnier than the series, in my humble opinion. Liam shakes his head. Liam shakes it's, his it's head. I, I, I don't think it is, but it's it's a really good film. It's, That's it's a really... view of a man who got his beard wrong. <laughs> so I will not accept that for yeah, a you second. Are, you are correct. <laughs> no, it's it's fair. I, I, I like the I like the later Partridges, which were where this yeah. with like the newer yeah. writers. So I really like the most recent series. That um, what was it called? Um, um, I didn't watch it. Um, it's a talk show one, like the one that was like the one show. Yeah, I watched it. Too. I didn't watch it. The uh, the <laughs> point at me because uh, because they had the Irish gypsy <laughs> yeah. on, and then that's like one of the that's one of the moments. Yeah, that is that, that is a, that was one of the moments of 2019. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, it, was it was amazing. Really funny. Come anyway, on, um, my uh, favourite British indie film uh, is quite a depressing film, but it's also a really, really brilliant film, and I think he's a really underrated director, and it's Paddy Considine's... Oh, why did I not say this? Tyrannosaurus. No, Journeyman. Journeyman. Okay, no, what so, a yeah. fucking movie. I know, so then please don't ask me to watch it, because you said it was depressing. Uh, so he's, he's a... It's Paddy Considine stars uh, as this boxer, and Jodie Whittaker is his wife, and... Essentially, the first maybe 10, 15 minutes, he gets the absolute shit punched out of him in the ring and gets brain damage. And He's it's a kind boxer. of. Yeah, and it's his. <laughs> He's not just getting punched it's in, his, in the ring. It's his journey, man, to. Uh, oh my God. Getting right. 
Okay. And uh, it's but it's 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 not a it's not an easy nor pleasant it's not a nor Sunday, fun. It's not a Sunday, it's not a Sunday film. film. No, it's a film I watched in my bed at about one a, one a.m. Oh, what? Cried my eyes out. Oh my days! I can't I can't watch anything depressing directly before I go to bed. I've got to like yeah. I if I watch mean. something depressing, I've got to then put on like Archer or, or oh big, no, I big mouth. I put or on, I put on Friends afterwards. Oh yeah, obviously. definitely some comfort watch. There is one scene in that film. That I know which one you're talking about. Is mm-hmm. I swear to God, it's it's amazing though. It's, like, it's, it's it's amazing. It's so well done. It's so the screenplay is great. It's it's really directed. It's, it's directed really well. But there's this one scene which is one of the most heartbreaking scenes I think I've ever seen. Oh really? It's not very nice. But not nice is in like. I, Anyway, uh, yeah, it's good. Watch it. What we've got it on? We've got it. No, we haven't. No, okay. we've got Tyrannosaur. We haven't got. We've got his other film, Tyrannosaur, which is equally as heavy. Actually, oh even more heavy. God. It's even more heavy. Oh, yeah, there's a scene um, in that, but that equally as good. There's a scene in Tyrannosaur that makes me want to vomit. There's a scene in Tyrannosaur that you don't want to watch uh, with your, your best friend yeah. sat there. Like, oh, okay. I say best friend, you say flatmate. Well, see how the <laughs> tables have turned. Okay, so I was sat there with my flatmate um, and work colleague. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, <laughs> watched this scene, which was uh, truly depressing. Not for the faint hearted. But they're both good movies. Okay, good. Good. I don't like British indie movies. Brindy. Well, on oh, that note. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Special, special shout out. Yeah. Special shout out. To uh, bend it like Beckham because oh, oh shit I, yeah I really like that film absolutely brilliant film it is brilliant okay I like the Amy Winehouse documentary too that's pretty good oh that's very good we've got now we've opened the can of worms yeah. we've really got sorry I feel like we're all just shouting movies at each other <laughs> we, we really we'll are seen yeah. that one yeah. with that person and that thing oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright well we'll move on from that um, kind of weird discussion that involves a lot of films when we just basically ask for three films from each other um, so Liam um, how are you doing on the news front mate have you had a research since I uh, just dropped you in it five minutes ago well you know me I'm always on the ball. Um, I have some news for you. Did you know that there is a new version of The Thing in the works? This it was already so remade much. in 20... 2006. It was? I think so. It oh, wasn't. It was like, hell. it was this, it was the last decade. It was like oh, 2011 that's... or something like that. Uh, starring Joel Edgerton. Uh, I didn't even know about this until, about the remake until Connor told me yesterday. So yeah, apparently there was already a remake, um, which obviously flopped because I hadn't heard of it. Uh, now they're going to make another one. The big one. dog had never heard of it, so it didn't <laughs> yeah. do well. Yeah. Some people judge it on uh, awards. Some people heard. judge it on box office. And most people judge it on whether Liam's seen the film. Yeah. If I've seen it, no. Even if I've heard, if I've not heard of it, it's not a good film, in my opinion. Wow. Well, I mean, here I'm, we go. Hot take film. Wow. Again. I'm obviously joking. There's obviously some films out there that. I'm okay. Gonna anyway, uh, obviously John Carpenter's a thing, which we covered on the podcast. Um, a while back now, it was Connor's first take. Was it Halloween? First, it might no, it wasn't. No, it was just, just a horror. We had, we had like a week where we did horror and, as well. Yeah. Film, yeah. Was yeah. it Serenity? Uh, not Serenity, fucking hell. Hereditary and... <laughs> Serenity's a terror. Serenity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not. Okay. It is good. Hot t- well, there's one Serenity hot is good and Firefly is better. Firefly is a TV series. Uh, is it a spin-off of it? Um, it's Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's not a spin-off. It's like a... It's, it just is a thing. Um, anyway, Connor's, speaking of the Connor's thing. saying, <laughs> speaking of the thing, um, that's just the sh- shit news, isn't it, really? Yeah, because, you know, we don't want remakes no, anymore. We no. don't want And you know remakes. what? The thing is, is essentially a remake in, in the first place. Like the actual one, the proper one, the John Carpenter one, was a, a technically a remake anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. But p- piss off. Yeah, go. Re- I can't even say. It. Go remake something that hasn't been remade yeah. already. If you're gonna well, do it, do you know what I mean? Do you want speaking some... of, uh, sorry, Luke, I was gonna say. I think we of... might be able to say the same thing, oh, almost the same in thing. chorus. Are we talking about? Uh... Do you want to do? Uh, should we say it at the same time? Yeah, please. Three, do. 
two, one. Bambi. Transformers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying, we were thinking of different things. Um, Bambi Transformers. <laughs> um, well, Transformers is having more movies because just obviously that's happening. Money. So there we are. Do you think Michael Bay will do it? No, I, th- I think he's not going to do it. Good, because I watched Six Underground recently. Yeah. The new Michael Bay. Michael, Michael you Bay. hardly watched it. Uh, we, we watched it and laughed <laughs> most of the time through it. <laughs> and that film is terrible. Like, uh, less than a star, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the whole thing is, like, honestly a shit show and... It, he just shouldn't direct movies anymore. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm sure I counted about 30 cuts in one minute. Like, it's just like, cut, 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 yeah. cut. I don't know Some him personally, up, like, obviously, but I reckon he's a pleb. I think he's Oh, my... Pleb. So, uh, he directed Bad Boys 1 and 2, two films that I've just watched recently because I've never seen them before. And uh, there's this um, little scene, this little action scene in like about halfway through Bad Boys 2 uh, where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, they come to tackle some like I don't know like drug dealers or whatever in some in some house and <laughs> that sounds like the plot of a Michael Bay movie uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drug dealers Will or Smith. whatever Will Smith and drug dealers Will Smith is one side of a wall and yeah. the bad guys are another side of the wall and the camera just literally like rotates around so it like pans to Will Smith it goes around the wall yeah. goes around the baddies com- comes back goes around Will Smith around the wall back back, around Will Smith, around the back of the wall, and back. And he keeps on doing it about 20 times. And it's like, I actually, genuinely, I laughed. (laughs) Like, I actually laughed because it was ridiculous. He has one trick, doesn't he? Oh, my God. Like, the first time it happened, I was like, that was quite cool. And then he did it 20 more times. Like, stop. I feel like it's because when he discovers something that's cool, like, the first Transformers movie is fine. Yeah, it's all right. He's then just fucking... Doesn't know when to stop and just yeah. keeps on doing things yeah. twenty times. Stay away, but don't I'm stay away make... from Bumblebee because that is a really good film. Is it? Mm. Yeah, mm. really good. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm. The set. Mm. I just got it on Blu-ray. I've I bought, borrowed it off a friend who doesn't like it, and I haven't told him yet. But he's probably not getting them back. Cool. And I don't well, think he listens. But okay. if you are Grant, then I'll give it you back next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, uh, do you, what is your next bit of news, Bambi? Uh, so uh, Disney, obviously talking about remaking another film and it's Bambi live action mm. why here is uh, a piece of information I'd like to say <laughs> yeah, go on I don't think this is news anymore like every every mm. animated film maybe you're right is just it's like this is what they're going to do yeah. we grew up with the animated films like Bambi and Mulan and everything else in two years time there'll be a, a Hercules movie coming out the one that isn't The Rock because it was also fucking terrible mm. stay away leave us alone what mm. do you think what would you think will be the maddest Disney Live action remake. I've got a shout. The Black Cauldron would be boss to do because no, I mean, Madness in, as in like he means the, the worst. worst. Oh, the worst, right? Okay. Which I think might be the like. Is it called the Littlest Toaster or whatever it's called? What? There's oh, like a Disney film that came out in like the late eighties. I think it is owned by Disney. Um, let me check. Hold the on. Littlest you, the Littlest. Hold toaster. on, you guys. Talk speak between yourselves. yourselves. So I like toast. Connor, you me like, too. Yeah. But I, I I'm in, in this Disney situation. It's called The Little Brave Toaster. Wow. And it's Is about, it a feature film? It's about a film. It's, it's actually longer than most Disney films. Wow. Most Disney films like an hour and 15, or like the newer ones maybe a little longer. Mm. This is an hour and 30. This is just full-on feature. Yeah, it's quite famous. Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, would you like to see the poster? Of, Please, of a yeah, Brave Little I? Toaster. Yeah. So, sorry, we're just doing some admin on air here. There you go. Uh, that doesn't... Oh, wait, it's this... What the... F- it's about a toaster that's brave. But anyway, I'd like to see that because how are you live action in a toaster? 
Uh, who knows? Michael Bay will do it. Michael Bay will <laughs> do it, yeah, and he'll do some mad shots. Did I tell you about um, uh, Christmas Day, we sat, uh, sat around the table like, having Christmas dinner, and uh, my we were around at my auntie's, so it was like my cousins, but then my cousin's cousins on the other side of the family, and uh, her name is Chloe, and she, was, she and her mum were talking about the Lion King remake, and she starts saying, uh, I just think it's absolutely incredible, like, how they got the uh, animals to do that. And I was like... <laughs> what, um, age, what age is she? She's my age. She's 22. You need to make her... 23 now, actually. Who is this person to you? She's my cousin's cousin. Okay. Um, and she was like, oh, I just can't believe that they got... It was, it was like, I started crying. Uh, me and my mum were crying in the film because it was just so beautiful. We couldn't believe it. Please they... tell me you didn't tell her. No, I did tell but her. It's so <laughs> much funnier if no, you don't, though. Like, no, you but just I, I couldn't happen. just sit there and be like, you actually thought they were real. <laughs> like, you, know, you when need they to all watch sing? more films. When they all sing. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like... <laughs> I was like, how did you think that they, like... That lion sounds awfully, like, Beyonce. She, she, was, she, she, she was like, she was like, oh, no, obviously, like, I, I, I know that, like, that wasn't their mouths singing. Like, I know that they, like, animated their mouths. And I was like, well, what, you think that they managed to choreograph them to dance? <laughs> well, uh, hey, Disney can do anything. I don't know. Think of the money. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, that was just a little story that was fucking ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, that is fucking ridiculous. I have some interesting uh, awards news, actually. Um, and the SAG Awards were last week. Mm-hmm. And Parasite took home the ensemble cast, the best ensemble cast award, which one is interesting because none of the actors have been nominated for any awards anywhere individually, which is bad because, you know, I imagine if you're going to give the ensemble, then one of them must be some good actors yeah. in yeah. there, yeah. Um, but that means it's usually that means it's going to be in the front running for a best picture Oscar. Uh, Nineteen Seventeen picked up the best picture at the SAG, so that's probably going to win best picture at the Oscars. Um, I didn't get to give my first take on Nineteen Seventeen last week, but I was pretty similar to Connor. My first take in the I was a little bit like, yeah, that's a good cinema film, but I don't actually I prefer Dunkirk. Same. Yeah, fair enough. I'm Which is just Dunkirk, on Netflix, so. actually. There we are. So Maybe weird. that'll be the week where we do Dunkirk something in Space Jam. <laughs> Dunkirk Apocalypse not in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a, a real, real uh, hot take. Um, shall we... Is, have we got any more new, news I have now? no more interesting news. No more news. news. Con, have you got any no. news? Any personal news, anyone? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm good. No, um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, paid uh, I, have some, I have some personal news that... I won't say on the podcast, because... Uh, yeah. Oh. It's 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 unofficial business. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sorry for teasing I'll, you guys. I'll say it off air. I'm pregnant. Oh, oh that was yeah. on air, so that's not okay. even the news. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, on that note, on the uh, on the note of bringing in new life, we'll bring in a new film to wow. talk about. Um, shall we start with the Florida Project? Yeah. So this is the bit of the podcast where we talk about our actual first take. So this is the actual main bit of the podcast where we try and cut the sh- shit chatting down to a minimum. Um, and talk about actual films. So we watched the Folger Project. Uh, Connor watched it for the first time. Me and Liam had seen it before. Uh-huh. So this is Connor's first take. Um, it's by director Sean Baker. Um, the budget was two million, and the box office got eleven point two million, which I feel like is pretty yeah. decent return. It's a nice really. little indie film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice little, uh, nice little film. I'd like it if you could just kind of describe the film a bit, Connor, please. Yes, happily. So here's a, here's a here's another little bit of. Um, admin before we start i've actually tried to watch this before uh-huh. and i got about three minutes in and fell asleep and then when people ask me about it i'd be like yeah i don't know it didn't really do it for me and then i realized when i rewatched it like oh you only watched three minutes of it, you just, <laughs> it just felt yeah. like forever so it's um the florida project's about it's about a a family that live kind of on the outskirts of this orlando it is yeah it's mm. like a 
below the poverty line uh, motel is where they live, and it's just outside Disneyland. Well, not just outside, but it's on the outskirts of uh, what's it called, Walt Disney World or whatever the yeah. Florida ones. Yeah, it's like Kissimmee. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it kind of it's set in the summer, and it kind of follows a, the this a mother and her daughter. The daughter's called Mooney, and it's kind of about um, I don't know, kind of the the adventures and, and what she does to kind of at least how I find it was it's kind of about what they what like how how a kid can get through times like this just by living in their imagination and, and playing and in reality the the reality that they live in is actually quite far from joyous yeah and it's a really really powerful movie and i i find this week especially affecting because i didn't exp- I, I knew this film was going to be not like a tearjerker but i knew it would be quite emotionally mm. um impactful but my god there's some scenes in this that absolutely floored me like yeah. they're so so good and um yeah, I'm glad I finally got around to fucking watching this one. Yeah, it's, it's so good. You've been trying to put me onto it forever, I think. Yeah, I've been trying to shoehorn it into the podcast. Mm. That and sp- my, my two shouts at the moment are that and Space Jam, and I've got this. We can so get Space Jam. We can get a Space Jam sometime. Yeah. We'll do a sports <laughs> week. Um, Liam, so this isn't your first take, but this is your second, second take. take. Yes. So um, why don't you why don't you just talk to us about your feelings about the film? Like, so whether they be they be what you thought on your first take or just in general how you feel. Um, Honestly, it's one of the best-looking films mm. um, of the last couple of years. Um, it's uh, I can't actually remember who shot it. Can you remember? Connor? No, I can't. I, can't um, I, I will have a look in a minute at who shot it because it's honestly one of the. It's it's lit so like beautifully. It's gorgeous. It's isn't so it? bright, and I'm, obviously, in my opinion, which is obviously correct, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh, lit <laughs> so brightly because it's kind of like the world with like the child's eyes. And, yeah. Um, everything. All the buildings are like either pink or purple or like bright blues and the sky is always bright blue there's mm. rainbows and it's just really yeah pretty looking mm. and some of the camera work as well is really really good like sean baker's done done a good job mm. here yeah. like i think some people might might be a little oh the cinematography by the way is by alexis zabe um well done to him because it's brilliant yeah um yeah, sorry. The the I think the screenplay to some is a little I don't know slow. Maybe I know that it's kind of one of them films where nothing happens. I was um, going to say that it's it's weird when you there's a few films like that, isn't there? And although there's like a a big a big thing happens at the end, it is about the. But I think maybe that's the that that is that the point in itself, I isn't it? I mean, the it. summers are slow in this situation. Yeah. yeah. So like this, Especially, I wouldn't say the script's slow, but it's like. It's just a bit like, oh, it never really gets anywhere. And then yeah, it gets to the end you really feel happens. like the, the monotony of Bobby's life as well. Mm, yeah, like, Because do. it's so kind of slow and he's such a, like, Willem Dafoe is brilliant, but like in most things he's in. Um, and Except he's, Spider-Man 2. He's I think he's good in Spider-Man 2. Mm. I mean, he's just a, he's just, just a ghost in guy, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We'll anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, just wanted Spider-Man to say always gets himself into oh, a chat. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, he's just, so he's like, um, a maintenance man. No, he's the manager, isn't he, of the, yeah, of he the motel hotel thing? And he's just so caring for everyone. He cares about everyone. He wants to fix everything. He's a really interesting kind of person because he's really selfless as well. And you just wonder, mm. kind of like, what happened in his life to make him this type of person, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I just really it's, like it's that kind guy. of similar how we did midnight. I think midnighties will come up quite a lot in this week because mm. I think. Um, this is England's also quite similar to mid nineties, but this this felt similar to it in terms of it's quite light on plot up until near the end. So 
it's hard to go through like okay this happens and this happens and then this happens and don't get me wrong there are certain like narrative beats in the in the script and in the story that are important and, and, and resonate but it is kind of just like a an exploration as a kid would like some of the cuts kind of, you kind of jump from moment to moment and it mm-hmm. feels just like a kid would yeah you would you would live in that moment for a minute and then the next thing you're somewhere else and you're doing something else with your friends and i find that quite I don't know. It's, it's quite. It's. I find this film really like affirming, really life affirming. Mm. I don't find it upsetting at all. Yeah, there's it's, certain it's, upsetting scenes, but I it's find a little. It, yeah, it's a little bit upsetting, isn't it? But I just find it quite euphoric, really, a little bit. Yeah, really. euphoric's yeah. a really good way to put it, and I think it comes back to what you touched on, Liam, where with the cinematography and the direction and, and how it's well, the use of natural light and then the color correction and the edit to make it mm. look more bright. Mm. It all kind of adds to this idyllic. I don't know this idyllic. Uh, presence on screen but in reality what you're actually watching is quite tra- not traumatic but you as for a kid you don't realise how it's not nice how intense it? and how heavy yeah. some of the so moments happen should I so just to give some context so these people live in live in a motel mm-hmm. and this is this is ba- like this is happens in the US this is real yeah. um, they live in a motel because they I mean they're either they're on ben- like don't have jobs or on benefits and they can't get a mortgage and don't have savings to buy a house or rent and like they don't have, I imagine, good previous financial history. So they basically these people can't get live anywhere basically mm-hmm. other than renting a room at like a, the cheapest motel. And but that's like a a thing across the whole of that region, especially. Yeah. Um, and like the color, I think the co- I think it's all just about like ju- like juxtapositions between like the colors are so bright, but then what's actually happening on screen yeah. and in reality isn't great. But then that's if you mix that with what's going on two miles down the road where people are paying thousands and thousands of pounds to come to this town, the city. And, you know, there's no place for the, like these people can't find a place. So they've got to just be kind of live in a motel. Um, And so that's kind of, there's lots of like joy, like a lot of the interaction between the kids is very joyous. Like the, like in the same way that mid 90, like we covered mid mid nineties last week, last Mm -hmm. week, a lot of the conversations in that are like, a mundane conversations aren't they but like it not they're not boring yeah no, they're yeah. just what you like what we would you know you talk yeah. about like just either they're and everywhere fun. brooklyn prince who's the girl that plays uh mooney she's like the main daughter of uh Haley, is it Haley, yeah um <laughs> who is kind of a spiraling downwards uh mother who's mm. she just she's, she's basically she, trying to make ends meet isn't yeah. she and like she, she she is a person who loves her daughter dearly but makes a lot of bad choices um i think me and connor were talking about it and um i know connor was like i was saying oh, she's a bit of a she's a bit of a scumbag but at the same time she loves her daughter and that mm-hmm. is so clear but connor i know you made the point of i want like i wonder kind of what happened in her life to bring her to this point yeah. something along those lines i said i also think that we are I, I, it's hard to talk about the film without coming back to cinematography so it's all quite low angle up looking shots so you're kind of at the eye length of the ch- of the kids and mm. I think that for, first of all so commendable because you instantly get that the film is n- not really about the mum but more about how a kid would look at this or may- maybe it's more to do with how um, it's easier to see the, the joy in, some, in these interactions when you're from that eye level and it's, it's quite a Spielberg thing and some of the shots between like how Mooney Mooney's the kid isn't it yeah, yeah. how she interacts with her friends and um, other adults is all quite low angles but there's a lot of scenes when it's her and her mum and they're on the same like eye level and I, f- I find that really powerful because that to me meant that not 
it implies anyway that this uh, Haley, her mother, who is also quite young and has made, don't get me wrong, has made some questionable choices in her life and she's committed some crimes as well. But it's all to provide for her family. But she's all, she's, she seems like a kid too. Mm, I don't yeah. think she's responsible, like she's not <coughs> responsible in terms of, um, you know, being a reputable adult, but she's stuck and she's making ends meet the way she can. Yeah. And not only that, I think her priorities are a little bit out of whack sometimes, but there is a absolute resonant love for a child. And I find that really, really touching because no matter what happens, it's them too, up until mm. the moment at the end, which yeah. is heartbreaking. Yeah. I want to, I want to come back to the. Uh, so I don't. I want to come back to the bad choices thing. I don't know. Uh, uh, by bad, so you the know bad choices. Yeah. I, I think. What's amazing about this film is like it, you could you could probably take a lot of different th- things in like your own like different opinion and 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 all of them would largely be the same. Where she's just trying to provide for a, a child. I don't. I don't know if. I mean, they're not. The choices aren't like ideal. I mean, what yeah, happens essentially what is what happens is she, she, she has like she tries to get at the beginning. She tries to get a job off a friend, and they do, and they're not hiring. Yeah. So then, and and she sells discount perfume to tourists basically yeah. to make enough money to pay the bills on the motel and buy food and stuff. And then eventually, she ends up. She's. I think she she has to stop doing that, doesn't she? Because she gets caught basically by one of the hoteliers, and then she ends up. Prostituting herself, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, which, like, you know, I think if she, if it, in real life, if anyone had a choice, that wouldn't happen. But it is just all like, I think even some of the scenes where she's with her, it's all about providing for a family, and uh, yeah. she'll do whatever like she can. I mean, it's it's quite a poli- it's quite a political and social. Well, uh, have you film. watched Have you watched Tangerine's other? I haven't. No, that is a very political film. Yeah, but it's it, political in terms of. Not political in the grand scheme of things mm. and, and where, where America's at with fucking Trump and stuff like that, but it's more about how politically cor- uh, political correctness and the idea of how you communicate with someone that is different from you. Mm. And I find that really, really yeah. powerful in that film. And in this, it's like you're looking at people who are below the poverty line, living in, not in squalor, but they're essentially homeless. They yeah, are, they are homeless, yeah. And they're living, what, a couple of miles down the road from the happiest place on earth. And it's yeah. kind of that, that nice contrast allows you to, I don't know to see the film in a new light, and you kind of realise that the stuff that she, the um, Haley does to provide, like we're talking about, is it is it her bad choices, or is it a hundred percent, or is it just a mixture of her bad choices and the and the state and the system that she finds herself operating within? Do you know what I mean? Because well, yeah, it's interesting because there is that scene, the one that I actually I'd forgot about until I rewatched it the other day, and there's a scene where she goes to, um, I don't know what they call it in America, but they go to um, not not civil service, but where they're well, they're supposed to help her finally get a job, basically. And she oh, says, "Like she, job seekers, yeah, yeah like yeah, job yeah. seekers, yeah, yeah." And 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 she says, "I've I've put in applications at every shop, at every shop on the whole strip, yeah, and I can't get anything." And it's that thing where, like, she could put in, she's got into a situation. However, she got there. However, she's got there. She's got a young kid, mm-hmm. and there's just her. Yeah. And even if she was to get a job outside of the motel realms, like who's going to look after a kid anyway exactly. so she'd be kind of stuck so i imagine her thinking is and it's not it's not i mean it's not great but yeah. it's the easiest way for her to earn money and then there's a the question of morality and sex work and then there's also like and how, how, what, how what else would she use that as well yeah yeah and what else would she do though like i mean i think you've got to imagine the choices that she's got so mm-hmm. she either doesn't do it or does do it yeah but at the end of the day one means that her kid is largely gonna be 
Yeah. I've well, got, Captain I've got, Fed, a couple, isn't there? There's a couple of scenes that that I think uh, Sean Baker does so well here. Is when you, you're touching on all these quite heavy themes, mm. but because it's framed from not Mooney's perspective, but it essentially is m- the majority of the film follows her, doesn't it? And yeah. So there's two there's two scenes that I find like it fucking knocked me out, and the first one's really explicit, and it's when um, her mum Haley starts prostituting herself, and uh, Mooney's in the bath. And you, like you, don't, like, I, when I was watching, I didn't really know what was going on. You knew something was happening, but I, I didn't know either. Yeah. Like what was and it's, what it was about. So you hear like the door, the door either open, uh, the, door, the door close, and then another door open into the bathroom where Haley's in the bath, and it's like a tight close shot of just her, or not Haley, sorry, Mooney's in the bath, and it's a tight close shot of her, and you hear um, that some guy say, "Oh, there's there's a fucking kid in here," and her mum says, you, "You know, you're not meant to." I told you that bathroom's off limits. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, and. You kind of just see the curtain pull across, and Haley's or Mooney's sorry expression change, and you can kind of almost see the wheels turning yeah. of, of she's figuring out what her mum's doing, or yeah, and that fucking knocked me away. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it, it is affecting. It's that, like, so powerful, and then there's a more implicit version before that of when they go to collect food from like a local food bank, and she, Mooney's having a laugh, and she's kind of carrying on with everyone, and she's like, "No, I'll have one of these instead." Like. I find that it's really sweet and it's really uplifting. And it's really joyous how mm. she does it. But what you're actually watching is the normalization of food banks, and that's fucking horrible. Mm. Yeah, like uh, that—that's that's so. Commendable. Yeah, she's just going to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's day to day life for them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And she gets on with it, and it's fine. And she laughs through it. But like, as someone, all three of us who are in uh, positions of, thankfully, more—I don't know—I don't know more how means than these yeah, people anyway. Yeah, we're, we're better positions anyway. Mm. I find that like it knocked me out because I just was. It's, I don't know. It's just it's yeah. it's hot. It's hard to watch that be normalized and and seem normal to people when, like you said, down the road a couple of miles there's fucking Disneyland that people yeah. are spending hundreds and thousands yeah. and whatever. Like, it's so good and it's it's political in the right way. It's, mm, it's, it is. I, it's not, I don't think it's overbearing, is it? I think if you t- you can take out what we want, maybe from it, really, it's principled, not political, and I find that really moving. What do yeah. we make so of the kind of? the end the final kind of uh, the final third I guess where um, I guess they find out that Hayley has been prostituting herself Mm -hmm. and is it social services that get called Mm -hmm. and they're threatening to take uh, Mooney away and shall we so shall we I wanted to touch on some of the more positive elements so can we bob oh, that yeah, in yeah, there yeah. before and then we'll round up the, the end the end of this segment with that cool. bit yeah, is yeah. that's a is really there any good bit to stick out for you then because you i absolutely love this film look and and i've heard you talk about it and recommend it to me so many times yeah so i am um, what's the up like what uplifting moments or what um uplifting maybe it isn't the right word well i think there is some uplifting bits and I, the reason why i wanted to get that in there before the ending is because like the ending is is quite downbeat yeah and i feel like the downbeatness is only about a third of this movie yeah, in, like in, fair, intertwined between a lot of positive stuff mm-hmm. and I think the, I just think the positive stuff is just like the interaction and the engagement between the, the kids and just yeah. the, some of the things they say that are like really silly and really stupid mm-hmm. and also like quite there's some quite wise bits in there as well and I've got one example and I don't know if I can remember verbatim but um when they so they go over to find this they go to they, they go to the food bank and then they get bread and jam and then they go uh, her and um Jancy and mm-hmm. like a new mate um go over to this tree and she says oh, um yeah. this is my favorite tree in the world because even though it's fallen down it's still growing or something like that yeah. and like it's just like a 
dumb little thing to say, but like it's also like super sweet. Yeah, and like she's so much she's not like like line. we're taking from it something else, but she's just like it's still falling over and it's growing. Isn't yeah. that mental? And but really, like what it is is quite a, a lot sweeter than that. Yeah. And just like loads of them little bits mixed with just some of the like like we were saying like it's similar to mid 90s some of like the mundane but actually like really entertaining mm-hmm. conversations between yeah. the kids and even when they're like sp- they're not really spying on but they're looking out to the pool and there's that wo- like old woman who's like topless <laughs> and they just like just shouting boobies yeah, boobies yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like he's just say the little kid uh sc- sc- what's his name scoot sco- sco- scooter is it, it? scooter yeah scooter yeah he's just shouting at the woman like yeah. boobies on the face yeah. or something like that like just loads of stupid stuff and I just think there's lots of really sweet. It is. It's really innocent, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there's kind of the joy of uh, an, in, an innocence of childhood. And the I bits where the really adults weird. aren't involved are all the sweet bits. To be yeah. fair, you do get a really wholesome moment before, literally about five minutes before it goes tits up, where uh, Haley and her daughter, uh, it starts pouring it down with rain, oh, wow, and yeah. they just go out into off into like uh, a field and start uh, kind of just like playing chase or whatever and yeah, kind of hugging each other and it's really really quite sweet it is did um, you uh, on that bit did you figure something was going to go awry yeah because I feel like that's like the beginning of like that is the beginning of the end isn't it's, it as in like sig- that's what it signifies quite, like there's a it, it's to it's to make that it's to make the moment of when she does get taken away yeah, from her like, more impactful because you see that because obviously you know throughout the film you do see that she loves her daughter and she does care for her daughter but some people might take a different... She's incredible. Like, she's, she's irresponsible. The daughter, yeah, is, she's irresponsible the daughter is, un- is... The funny thing is, I, I'm very much the case of like, well, people have got to do what they've got to do. I agree. Yeah. And whether there's illegality or illegality in sex work, that's a conversation for another time. But at the same time, when the, like what we call social services come in and they say, we're just going to try and make you safe to Mooney, like that is also a valid, it's also val- a yeah. valid point, isn't it? And I think, and I agree with like, it's... Stuff there's like no this right or wrong, yeah, is there? It, there's stuff like this isn't binary, is but, it? It's not black and white. Sorry, yeah, I just kind of interrupted that with. No, it's okay. I was kind of finished my point. Anyway. Okay, cool. <laughs> but that scene, that, I find that scene beautiful, like really, really beautiful. And there's yeah. a lot of scenes where, it sounds really weird, but like there's scenes where they do kind of leave the, even though these motels are really bright and colourful and um, and it's it's shot really beautifully, like the scenes when they, there's the kids kind of go into nature, like the, the scene when Mooney says that thing about the tree, I find that really, really like not uplifting, but just wholesome, isn't mm, it? It's yeah. like it's almost like an escape. There's a lot of negative space, but it's not daunting because it's at a low angle and it looks yeah. kind of like freedom almost. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah, you get the, the fucking emotional gut punch that comes at the end. Like, yeah, and um, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? Where I say we like, there's a lot of there's a lot more positive things in there it really and a lot more is. really lovely things there in really it. But really I think is. it's that that brings us nicely onto. Um, the ending that like you you were talking about, Liam. Um, so, I th- do you what do you wonder whether she she goes into sex work and it starts with her taking selfies with Mooney mm-hmm. and normalizing the fact that you think they're just taking selfies, but then you, I suppose you start to realize that she's to, when yeah, she asks Mooney to take, take a photo yeah. of her, it's it's for like a yeah. on like, whatever it is, like a profile. Um, so. T- and there's not really a question there, I suppose. Let's just like talk about the ending, really. Like, I, so it, you, at what bit did you realize that like you thought thing? What you, was it? Was it that scene you were talking about with the rain and the slow mo, where you real, thought you, things were going to go a bit awry? Yeah, you realize something is going to happen mm-hmm. because obviously it's kind of like 
is it pathetic fallacy when it's like the weather mm-hmm. um, kind of mirrors what is the, the, the feeling or the mood? Yeah. Um, although, like, they are both happy in that moment, you just know that there's li- like the storm is literally about to yeah. come, and, yeah. and, and it does. And I guess that whole that whole little kind of interaction between Haley, the social workers, and then Bobby's there as well, trying to kind of calm the situation down. But he's kind of like in a difficult position as well because he actually does care for these people. He's almost like um, low key pseudo father figure, like, yeah, almost, almost like he, yeah, yeah. yeah. He really looks out for them, and that that scene in particular with yeah. between those three, the dynamic is so heartbreaking because everyone's got a valid point. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's such. There's a that really horrible moment where um, obviously Mooney's being quite difficult because she doesn't want to be taken away. She doesn't understand what's going on, mm-hmm. and the social workers go to Haley. Oh, can you just help calm her down so we can take her away? And she's like, "You want me to help you take my daughter away from me?" Yeah, and that's like so messed up. And mm-hmm. so kind of like weird and conflicting and difficult and really kind of sad. Yeah. And then obviously uh, the final five minutes is Mooney kind of escapes oh, the grasp of the so social good. worker and goes to see her friend. Uh, what's her name? Sorry. Jancy. Jancy. And that that's that, this is a moment wh- which the first time I watched it got me so much. Yeah, I cried. I cried. I cried heavily. Not, I, it didn't do it for me, but I was like, like it's it's emotionally impactful. Mm. But I didn't cry during this film. I think it was too yeah. tired. So Mooney is essentially just knocks on Jancy's door and then just breaks down in hysterical tears. And how the hell a six year old girl? I was act thinking the same. That? How thing. does she act yeah. that? She's inc- that's incredible. I bet her mum has an absolute nightmare with her. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. Oh, and she's. She's crying, and it's so real. It feels so real because yeah. it's a little kid crying, and you don't associate kids that young being able to act that. So it feels even more real. I'm not, I, because she, I think, and it feels more real because actually, like it's real. A lot of the actual film doesn't feel like they are acting. A lot of like the stupidity and like a lot of the silly little bits feel very much like they've just kind of gone. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. they probably have. Though, yeah, they, yeah, they probably have. Like, um, so the ending, they run to they run, the ending they. Is it is it in their head? So this Liam asked head, me. Liam it? said, "Is I it real?" So. And I don't think so. I don't think but it's I all, real. But I, I didn't think that it wasn't real. I didn't think that it was but real. It, I just saw what it's was the only. So, so here it's her going to a, a safe place, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's really. It's, so it's, it's not the happening, escape, but it, yeah. Yeah. But Here's my reason, uh, which is obviously again correct. Um, the only so so this moment here at the end is the only moment in the film that has a score. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The scene is sped up, and they walk straight through to Disneyland. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. I know, it's one of those... Like, I, well I know, where... like, sometimes you have to suspend disbelief and it's like, fits with the moment and stuff like that. But, this, everything, the fact that that's the only time the score, uh, there's the only moment yeah, in the film I had with, noticed with, that with, with a point, piece yeah. of music. Yeah. And it's sped up, it doesn't do that any other time in the film. And, and it's shot differently. It's yeah. shot differently as well. It's shot on an iPhone. On an iPhone, yeah. 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 Um, it's just, I don't think it's real. I, I don't think it's real. Yeah, I, it's, it's yeah, like it's, not, it, it's, it's, it's what not. they it's Disneyland is where you want to go for escapism, and all they want to do, all she wants to do right now is escape. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, looking back on it, I, like I didn't, it didn't even click with me about it being real or not. I just kind of let it happen. Yeah. And now that I've had time to think about it after Liam asked me the question yesterday, I think that it is kind of just it, it's more than just the escapism. I think that's when the film, it, the films 
political edge is really at its sharpest because you have this really fucking heartbreaking scene, super emotional, and then you have the, the not elation, but the idea, the concept of escapism and running away from this fucking traumatic experience that's happening. And then you get Disneyland, and it's like, this is how other, other people escape for a weekend and go to Disneyland. Yeah. But these people are struggling, living, it, you know, it by means that are illegal. Like, yeah, in yeah. American law, illegal. Morally, it's up for debate. Um, and you have such an emotionally impactful scene that is kind of just cut through by this happy kind of uplifting end. But in once again, like the film, in my reading of it anyway, these uplifting moments and the normalization of how heavy it can be is why it feels so, like, I don't know, is why the it resonates so much with me because it's so, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's such a clever film. It yeah. subverts the idea of what escapism means and what, and, and how kids should enjoy their free time and in reality that the things that are going on aren't actually fun mm. as an audience to be aware of. Yeah. And I find that really, really moving. It's the, it's as, as an ending, fantastic genuinely really yeah. fantastic yeah um i think we should probably give our popcorns yeah um we haven't really spoke about um william defoe as bobby but he was we'll just say he's he, great he's really we'll just say he was great and he's really yeah, like leave it yeah he's yeah. almost worth coming to just for him yeah and there's so much better he got nominated for an oscar as supporting oh did he yeah he did yeah oh, okay yeah. i didn't know he did i i was looking up about oh, what okay, yesterday cool. um popcorns boys um <sighs> it is your first take connor so do you want to 75 okay yeah, like cool. it's really really good but nice. I, I, I don't. I don't love the film. I don't. I don't think I'd watch it again in yeah. in a couple. Of years. It, it, I don't know. It sat a bit funny with me. Cool. It's kind of got that lost in translation feel where the first time you watch it, you feel a bit life of like life affirmation, but also a little bit cold, a little mm. bit empty. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, eighty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go eighty one. Mm. Yeah. Real good movie. So, yeah. All right. Sick. So uh, let's move straight on to our next one because um, we are um, running out of time. Um, so this is, if we thought there was a lot to talk about in um, the Florida Project, <laughs> I honestly feel like there's an awful lot more to talk about with uh, This Is England. Um, so this was released in I think it was '06, um, yeah. directed by Shane Meadows, starring. Uh, Stephen Graham, mm -hmm. Thomas Turgus, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tommy Turbo as well. Tommy I Turbo. No, I didn't. But he will now be forever <laughs> known as Tommy Turbo, Turbo which makes us as Jordan England seem a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, hold on, let me just find my notes. Yeah. So the budget was 1.5 million, which is not a lot at all, is it? Um, and it made um a five million at the box office, which I suppose is still pretty right. pretty good. Um. Liam, this is your first take, my mate. Do it you want to? Um, do you want to? This is another. I think we've done a few films that are like not hard to sum up, but they're about. I don't know. It's quite. They're give good. it a go. with sum it up. <laughs> not that I think you can. I'll give it a go. Give yeah. it a go. go but like, I understand if it's quite a lot broader than just like a storyline, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. do you want to just try and sum it up a bit? So, a young boy, Sean, um, is having a difficult time. He's getting bullied. And he comes across uh, a group of skinheads, and they welcome in it, welcome him in, um, like family, because a, a good a good portion of them are, are nice people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and yeah, relationships become a bit tested. Mm -hmm. I think he becomes a bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Influenced. Influenced. Yeah. By the wrong people. Maybe ill-advised. Yeah. Uh, a bit brainwashed, um, and 
Yeah. It's a bit... It's a bit of a heavy film, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking it's, heavy, it's, man. So it's set in the 80s yeah. uh, during... 1983. 1983, during Thatcher, Thatcher reign. I love the opening, by the way. Um, that yeah. kind of montage of all what England was like in 1983 yeah. is fantastic. And the Thatcher yeah. stuff is fucking Thatcher reign, uh, you know, with the, the war in the Falklands mm. is a heavy, heavy, heavy important kind of uh, backdrop of the, of the film, really. Mm-hmm. And kind of the the social dynamics the the different kind of subcultures going on you know you've got the the mods the skinheads um and what's new what's 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 one of the other ones new romantics that's another yeah. like subculture yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah you've got all this kind of all these interesting dynamics going on uh in in England in the ni- in 1983 and essentially what happens is within these skinheads I guess there is, I would say, I wouldn't say an uprising. Yeah, but yeah, a radicalized. A radicalized it's uprising of people who believe that, Brit, uh, they, they believe that kind of... The British white nationalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britain is for Britain and, and yeah. only for people who are English. Yeah, they're uh, heavily racist, heavily against uh, any kind of ethnicity mm-hmm. uh, or minority coming to the country. Um, and... I can't, what what's the actual name of the political group that they formed? Um, is it not National Front? National Front? Front. National yeah, Front. National Front. Um, so they get dragged into that, uh, the, the, like um, Sean in this group. Uh-huh. But it doesn't really actually go tits up until uh, Stephen Graham's character, uh, Combo. I, Combo, Combo, before Combo comes into the fold. Mm, um, yeah. He's just let, out of prison. So shall we shall we talk about the film? Actually, that's, that's, I'm glad you said that because we just wouldn't have done this. But should we talk about the film pre combo? Because it's the, 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 the I, I think pre combo and post so fun because it's like it's probably an hour with combo and an, and a half an hour at the beginning without him, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. But the tones are completely different from from the first half I an know hour. What you mean, but you as in, or maybe not the tones, but like the uh, the what, what I, would you call in it? In terms of tone, maybe not narratively, but in terms of how kind of. It's a, it's a lot more jovial and it's yeah. a bit funnier. And yeah, you yeah. see, like, some of the... So when he first... When, um, sorry, Sean first falls in with these skinheads, you've got, like, there's Woody, who's, like, kind of the, the leader, or so mm. we think at the time. And then you've got... Um, uh, what's Pukey, Milky, and then... Uh, Lol as well is, like, his Lol. girlfriend. Lol's his missus, and then you've smell. got... Smell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, smell, yeah. Um, and the, I don't know, the fun that they have, and, and seeing a kid, like in mid-90s, which I'm, is going to come up a lot, I still, I think... That it's about a, a young kid wanting to be he wants something he wants to belong mm. and he wants to fit in and he's had some fucking trauma happen to him which comes up later and he talks about it and he finally breaks down about losing his dad in the Falkland War and it really cuts him up and um, finally when he finds this group like um, uh, it's not Sunny Sunburn does in mid 90s mm. this is his purpose and it's almost like wanting to belong and, and finding a group to belong to is kind of is one of the most is one of the happiest things that you can experience as a young once you find your group of people and the people that you will fuck with and, and be with friends forever I find that beautiful but what Shane Meadows does here is he he twists that and you realise that Woody who you thought was kind of the cool one the the one that influences everyone the one he's, he's, he's actually a good guy anytime there's bullying goes on he's like I fucking hate bullies you don't bully my mates and, and we don't bully you and that, that's mm. kind of like oh okay it's quite protective I think Sean's probably looking for it, like like in the other film, a, a father figure almost. Yeah. 
And then you realize once combo comes in, things are going to change. And he is like the, the He's alpha. He's alpha, alpha the, male, isn't he? Yeah. And the dynamic, as, as soon as he comes in, like you said, the tone does change. Mm. And maybe it's not. It's so much tenser. It's less jovial and then just goes to tense yeah. straight away. And Stephen Graham, his performance in this is is incredible. Like it, it's, it genuinely it's is terrifying. Incredible. I find him terrifying in this because he, can, he f- could flip like at any minute. Yeah. And he dominates every frame he's in. The way it's framed, he's always like imposing over someone. So even when Woody, who's, who's what, maybe half a foot fucking taller than him, you can even see that he's terrified of yeah. Combo when he comes back. The opening scene, uh, well, the, sorry, the, like the introduction to Combo, mm-hmm. where he essentially tests the room, is really kind of, where he's uh, saying all these all oh, these racist... Oh, shit, the, about the guy in jail. He took his pudding. <laughs> yeah, he's saying all these racist remarks and obviously the... Which guy? Milky. Milky. Yeah. You mean, yeah, Milky. Yeah. Milky is like the 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 black, the black guy in the group, isn't yeah. he? Like, um, and he starts saying all these um, racist terms and terms, words. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really tense and awkward. And then it kind of cuts to like the next day and he comes back into the room. No, he calls everyone uh, to his, his house yeah, yeah. and he's having a go at uh, Woody and he's like, what was that last night? Woody's like, what, what, what? You just let you just let me racially abuse this mm, your yeah. your friend. It goes back to that. I, you don't bully, you don't bully my friends yeah. thing, and now you're like, okay. I've got I I got a different thing on this. No no no. I like I I understand that he is a bad person, and he he was. Oh no no. It's not even about that. But oh right. Okay. We'll come back to it in a bit. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like he essentially was making an excuse in that moment for his horrible racism mm-hmm. by essentially not not just being racist, but now also targeting Woody to try and make him think, like belittle him and make yeah. him think that he was in the wrong for yeah. not sticking up for his friend who was being racially abused. Uh, and then the, what happens that, after that, that as scene, well? That, that scene, that, is that so... whole monologue he goes on about, this is England, this is, and he yeah. points to his, this is England, points to his head. It's a spit on the floor or something. And yeah, he, he spits, he and then spits he, on the floor, draws, draws a, line. a line and says, if you want to fucking stay, or if you want to, uh, if you want to fucking walk out that door and leave, you can. But if you stay here, you stay with me and like we fight for our country or something. And I was like, Oh, oh no. I I haven't watched this in a while and yeah. So I, you kind of forget how powerful Shea Meadows can be when it comes to his yeah, films because really intense and really tense. Things go from like uh, you're a bit anxious, or you're a bit on the edge of your seat. We talked about the fucking tensometer last week. <laughs> Out of twenty, this this scene was about a fifteen. For yeah, me. it was like high. It, it, yeah. As soon as that happens and you see everyone kind of look around and and how their their mood changes instantly mm. is mind blowing. Really I think is. I think so. I feel like we've slightly gone in the middle of the two sections of the film. Let's go to the. I, I don't want to miss out on the camaraderie that is built in the first like 25, 30 minutes between like the gang pre combo getting out of jail. Yeah. Because she, when Shane walks through the Passover and he, like he's just been bullied at school and he's fucking shouting at these kids and he's clearly got a set of bollocks on him and he's just like scree- you know he's just saying like oh you're just gonna bully me and yeah. he's saying about his flares and that and um and Woody sticks up for him and says come Ed come sit down yeah, and have, yeah. have, a, have a chat and that and then at, at that bit you kind of see them you see them start hanging out a bit more and that and they go to like they're just essentially like this is the bit I think where it's the two sides of like this era of Thatcher's Britain. So you've got people it, just making, it people have more, just got to make themselves, like make entertainment for themselves. There's fuck all going on yeah. in these, mi- like these mining towns. Yeah. They're, they're just, 
they're just going and and just having a laugh and you know not only that i think you you look at it that way where it is kind of the two sides two is two is it's divisive and it's quite uh, liminal where that you've got like not good and bad but um different two sides of the extreme almost yeah. and then it gets distilled down into um you thought you said the word earlier Liam, subcultures and the idea that skit the skinhead cult culture i'm i'm putting in inverted commas mm. for people that are listening is is different because it's not all extreme, uh, you know, almost fucking neo-Nazi, white nationalist Britain. Some of it is just kind of like wearing Doc Martens and skinny jeans yeah. and, and that shape. A lot it. of them just wanted to be a part of a group, a part of Wanting a, to belong, wanting isn't to belong, it? Yeah, yeah. And this, I find and that really I read, interesting. I read, yeah. about the, I read a bit about this and this is a thing that actually, like, this is a reality that occurred in the skinhead, like, culture yeah, was yeah. the fact yeah. that so there was, some of them were white nationalists mm-hmm. but then uh, most of them were just like just people just, most of just them people just I'm, dossing around and, and owning an identity more mm-hmm. than anything else I remember and doing um, A-level sociology <laughs> and um, we did a lot about subcultures um, and stuff and mm-hmm. about the moral panics of you know these subcultures and what they kind of represent and it was I kind find of, this it's, really interesting it's, it's, yeah. it's the minority of the skinheads who create this moral panic that's why when everyone thinks about uh, skinheads we think of like the far right nationalism and, mm-hmm. and racism and stuff like that. Whereas, in fact, it was a small group of people, and then you know you had like tabloid newspapers like the Sun would yeah. report on them and be like these you know far right whatever blah blah blah, and then everyone what's, would believe it. Millions of people. Mm-hmm. Would what's believe, really like, interesting is, be it, and if them. you flip that, these people, these these far right uh, ultra white nationalist skinheads, they're terrified of people coming into their country and taking what's theirs. Their identity is also in fear here, and Combo touches on that in his speech. I'm, I'm, I know you're talking about the camaraderie here, and we'll get back to that. But he talks about um, fear is a big thing, isn't it? Like, it, I, yeah, I, massive. I find that really interesting because once again, you're seeing, you see you see the two sides of the coin here, and how n- it's not similar they are because they've got different beliefs, but they also are united by a common fact that fear and and, and a, a, maybe a lack of identity is what really makes them want to act the way they do and i find that really like yeah. on second watch because and it's interesting with combo that uh he only kind of well not he only we don't really know what exactly he was like before prison mm-hmm. but he's become radicalized in prison really yeah. heavily radicalized well the beginning so when combo comes into the room when they're at the party he Woody's like this this top lad, top boy, you know. Yeah. He, 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 took, did three years he, he did three years for me, and I'll never hear a bad word said about him. So I think you get the feeling that while he might have been a bit of a nut, like a nutter, as in like just like a wild fella, yeah. I don't think you get because Woody isn't a racist, no. no. And he's also there's the he's period where he doesn't stick well. up for his black mate when there's racism going on, he's terrifying. but then that's and that's an, another really interesting discussion mm-hmm. about like. You sometimes you just feel intimidated. Then he, I imagine he he walks away and goes fucking hell. I can't believe he didn't say anything. But he's yeah, not he's not a racist point. and he's not a bad dude. So I can't imagine he would have hung around or even like probably done petty crimes with. And you don't know what the crimes. I don't think you find out what the crimes were. But no. with Combo, if he was just as as, as racist as he'd been radicalized in mm. prison, it's almost as if you know uh, how shot Sean once he finds Woody is that's kind of his guy. That's the one he wants to look up to and be just like him. Mm. It's almost the way Woody talks about Combo when Combo comes back after that stint in prison. Yeah, the the uh, the admiration and adoration for this man and and what he kind of stands for and how that he 
he talks about him, he's like, I won't hear a bad word said about him. If anyone wants anything, come to me, but make sure you treat him with respect. He's 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 part of us, so he's he's one of us, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I find that really interesting, but that's almost maybe that's almost what Woody finds in, in combo and yeah, you kind of see is, that yeah. once Woody realizes that this guy is is different, there's so many there's like um a lot of reaction shots of Woody and his his, his girlfriend uh, Wall, he's also part of the group. And you can tell that they do not, this is not what they're about. Like they might dress the same, they might look the same, but they do not feel in any way similar to this. And that sets up the interest in subculture debate that we, we touched on earlier. I think um, that's interesting to talk about like fear and Woody was looking up to Combo like maybe Sean was looking up to Woody. I think so. So the fear thing, he if he's been ra- this is just taking it quite literally but if he's been radicalized in prison mm-hmm. and then comes out and then figures out that Woody's now the leader mm-hmm. and he's set off on his own path so 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 Combo's no longer got Woody as like his like his a, lieutenant almost yeah, like yeah, his yeah. lieutenant so he's not only has he lost like three years but he's lost this little fella who looks up to him and he's just like he's lost something's also happened with lol which you find out later when they slept together uh-huh. and she just doesn't care for him so she yeah. and so for throughout that three years he's lost so he's it's all about him losing stuff and then we get and then when he finds sean he's like oh i he, i can here's a lad i can yeah. manipulate basically but yeah. like i don't think in he his a- eyes he's doing it as in he's manipulating him uh-huh. he just it's just he's a young he's like a, how old is he like He's 13. 13, so he's a young kid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's even, preying we, we on this young kid's fear that, yeah. to bring him on to... Sean is hanging out with a lot older people, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. like 17, 18. Just years. like in... It, 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 there's so many similarities to Midsummer. honestly. I would uh, love mid-90s. to... I've, yeah, sorry, Midnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they put him I mean, in a bear fair, Midsummer and This Is England are both fucking mental, <laughs> yeah. so... Um, but I'd Here, love to just get older Jonah Hill and and say, like... Have you watched... He's definitely watched this. Do you know what? Yeah. I think he's definitely watched this. A lot of people love this movie. Do you think uh, Combo cares about Sean? I think um, so. I think he does. I, I, I don't think, think, I, I think what I honestly think... I think he's got a lot of problems. I honestly think Combo... I honestly think in Combo's head, mm-hmm. everything he's doing is right. I agree. Yeah. He, he's a sociopath. He's, he's a sociopath. He's also a very, very emotional person. He's, he is. He's so like, Where's his heart on his sleeve? I love that, the, though. Like, yeah, it's, it's fucking the, boss. There's it, a moment it gives where, you like, the charisma of the character, yeah. though. You can understand why people... The moment, why the people like that fuck with him because of, of how he is. The moment with um, where where he gets a lol into the car and he tells her that he's he's well oh, he, he slept with her, so he slept with her once and she was like she sixteen. Was 16. She, she, was, she was sixteen and she was drunk and she didn't even she she said to him I, I didn't enjoy it I I I didn't want to see you ever again after it yeah and he was convinced it was the best night of his life and he spent three years in prison essentially obsessing over her and, and loving her. Mm-hmm. He tells her, I love you, I love you. And it's it's. she's like, whoa, what? And it's clearly I, I, a struggle for him in the scene. Like getting mm, like getting his emotion yeah. that way out is, it, I find that really powerful. And then she's like, I don't, I don't like you like that. It, it kind of meant nothing. I, yeah. And I, she essentially says she, she doesn't want anything to do with him and leaves the car. And then he has this like little like sort of tantrum in the car where he's like hysterically I find that crying. Yeah, really was... interesting because there's, he's so overwhelmed with emotion like uh, sadness and, and regret and anger as well uh, but it flips into anger yeah. and that's kind of a precursor for what's to come because you see like when the the final climactic scene happens he's really emotionally moved what, by what um, Milky starts to talk about and then it flips into anger and I find that interesting because 
Well, it happens, doesn't it happen? It happens 10 minutes after, yeah. in the film. It happens 10 minutes after the, the chat with Lol. So mm. he's lost that as well now. Yeah, and, that's a really interesting And point. then Milky comes round, and I think, the way I see it is... think he was waiting for him? Um, I don't think he necessarily meant to do what he did for two reasons, because his reaction after he bat- so yeah. after he batters him. Yeah. But I think... So he, he's... They've, they've had drinks and got high and that and I think he, what's going through his head as Bilky speaks is I've just lost fucking everything and, and you're stood in front of me going I've got everything our boss is this yeah. you should get involved in what I've got and like, he doesn't say it like that that makes Milky sound like a prick Milky's just he's being humble and, 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 and he's being friendly yeah. and you can tell though can't you because the the way they're interacting is like I think there's a scene, isn't there? A bit of a montage where like they're just pissing around and there might be music in the background and that. But then when it gets like solemn, you can see, and it's really interesting the way like he's he's biting his fingernails, isn't he? And he's like saying like, he's oh, so you, oh, yeah. so you've got you've got a lot going on there, haven't you? You've got a what? And then he says like, what makes a great dad? And he's and Milka, and at what that point, Mil- dad, um, says, what makes yeah. a bad dad? I find sorry, that yeah. way more interesting because once again, this whole father son not knowing what to belong mm. to not having a figure like that and you it makes me it made me wonder what was combo's familial situation like i i can't imagine it was fantastic mm. no uh, yeah i wondered whether he i wondered whether he was a father Same. and i'd love to know because obviously this is england the, the the three series after the film they're involved the same characters i'd love to know if you find out a bit more yeah. but um i don't think combo's in it he uh, is in the second. Oh, is he? He's in. He's in. This is England '88 because it's. Oh, at, oh I'm going to watch six because it's. It's I after think, he gets out of prison. I think it's '86. And yeah. I don't know anything about it. I've just read it on the synopsis. So <laughs> shall we? So let's uh, let let's go. Let's start off from yeah. the scene where, um, Stephen uh, Combo meets Milky. Yeah, for, to buy him weed. It, it follows the. And I want to. I want to kind of know Liam's thought process because like the. Fuck me! If, if you've not seen this film, it's so intense. This yeah. like from here to like, if you think the earlier bit might be intense, the last fifteen minutes is. And I'd love to know Liam's kind of thought process as it cranks up. Like, could you? What point could you tell things were going awry? Because I actually think at the in the first five minutes of that, you you kind of not you can't necessarily. Although there's a tension between there's a racist weird... and a black fella, so like that's happened previously. Yeah. Well, they're building up this kind of uh, the severity of what is going on. They're building up kind of how irate they're getting, how angry, how uh, kind of how much they're willing to to act upon their racism. It kind of builds throughout the film, uh, and it's it, it's kind of it's really interesting at the at the start of the film. Uh, Sean goes into his local shop, and it's you know uh, uh, like a. a Middle Middle Eastern man, Pakistani, 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 Pakistani yeah. who works there, and uh, he's reading a magazine. And he tells him to go. And he's like, "No, no, I'm going to call the police." And then he's like, and then he runs off. And then they go back to the shop later on with Combo after and a Sean's been radicalized. After yeah, Sean's yeah. been radicalized, and um, goes back into the shop, and he's like, "I want this, this. I want twenty pack of fags. I want two bottles of whiskey or whatever, and yeah. and this and this and this." And he's like, "You're banned from the shop. Go." And then he calls him. He calls him some racist term, and he's like, "What?" And then he like says it again, and he can't believe what he's just been just been called. And he chases him around, around like around the shop trying to get him. Yeah. And then next minute, Combo comes in with a machete, and like, "Oh, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. This is awful." And then what? What? Then Combo 
and then one of the guys is like about to try and take a shit on the floor. It's this complete disgusting like disrespect, mm. and yeah, it's so, so offensive. It yeah, made me it feel is. so uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, it was. I so... like the reaction of the shopkeeper though, because clearly in the first scene when he's just reading the comic, he, you know, he's just like, "Oh, this little brat." Yeah. But then he's like, the, the actor, like, you know, he's only in two scenes, like, but the way he's just like. He's blown channeling that channeling that feeling it's when all... when uh, Sean's racist towards him, yeah, he's just like, what? What the fuck? Have, what's yeah. just happened there? Um, yeah. But honestly, so what? But but back. To, so I want to start with yeah. Like I want to I want to go through like what I mean is by like your ma- the way that you saw the last scene because it's not intense. Like you you know. So what you said about it, the racism I knew something cranks was gonna up. Happen. I knew Did something you? was going to happen. Yeah. You can just tell like obviously. It was getting to the end of the film. I knew this was one of the last scenes. You can just obviously tell it's one of the last scenes. Everything, as I was, as I just said when I was describing that scene, kind of everything has been building up. All the racism, all the tension, all the anger has been building up, and now suddenly, after all this immense and horrible racism, he's now what wanting to be friends with the 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 black lad again. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 this, something's not right. Something's not yeah. right because. But when they were talking amicably. Well, no, what when they were think? talking, I didn't trust him at all. No, you didn't trust him, no. Not, yeah. not one bit. I, no, I didn't either. Not, I just think bit. when I rewatched it. I thought he'd planned, I thought in at first. It was premeditated. I thought it was stuff. premeditated. Yeah. I yeah, thought fair. he'd been thinking about, because he is an, a psychopath. He's a yeah, nutcase he combo. Is. He's, he's a horrible, horrible person. And I believe that, I believe that he's so conflicted. He's probably, I don't know, probably bipolar, probably a bit of everything because he's so kind of, I don't know. He's he's, he's got multiple personalities reckless. for yeah, sure, hasn't he? Multiple personalities, definitely. And I don't know. I reckon he probably planned it at first, and then gets talking to him, and then probably changes his mind, and then thinks, "Oh, you're all right." Yeah, and then he think, has a laugh with him. I then think, next minute, he starts talking to him about his family life, and then that's where it, everything turns. Because earlier on in the film, he's talking about the people coming to this country and having seven, eight, nine kids, yeah, there's and 40 having of them under forty, 40 for and then yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, Milky starts saying. Yeah, I've got like fifteen cousins. I've got uh, five aunties, five uncles, or whatever. Mm, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, but that's nice, that, isn't it? But that's nice having a having that big family. I bet it's, you have a nice big dinner, don't you? Yeah. It's you when he said, cook a nice roast or whatever, like something like that. It's when he says, "So, uh, how many cousins did you say you had?" Yeah, I know. And then uh, straight away, I, I was just like, like, "Oh fucking game, hell!" It's like over. it's it's mad the way like it's a film. It's obviously a film, but when he was talking about his family even before that. How you're saying almost out loud? Just fucking don't. Just don't say anything because yeah. we know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, I, I don't get that with films very often. I just I just have them happen at me. But then it, what 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 makes you it makes you realize so quickly is that Milky is young. He's a young mm. lad and innocent, he's isn't it? Innocent, yeah. naive, and I don't know. Maybe there's a part of him that wants to win over this racist and maybe mm. kind of. Well, he invites him for dinner a lot, yeah. doesn't he? And talks about his film. He talks about the music having a. In having, it's the song taking um, yeah taking roots in Jamaica and like maybe the West Indies yeah. and stuff like that. Solo music and um, uh, great song by the way at the dark end of the street. Yeah, oh. but then there's another mo- that like within that whole speech, um, Combo says to him, "Oh yeah, was it was it is it his dad or something? He knew his uncle or something like that, or his granddad knew his he, yeah he's, some, it, someone his, like yeah that. I can't his, remember his uncle his, his uncle, uncle yeah. yeah so Combo was talking about his family knowing uh, Milky's family and. They introduced each other to like the Jamaican music and stuff, and at that moment I was like, "Right, so is he gonna do something bad then?" Yeah. Like, it, it, so, <laughs> it, it 
obviously the writing's boss, isn't it? Basically, what yeah, we're, what, what we're right. getting across here is because none of us, we all at the beginning thought something was going to happen. In the middle, we were like, maybe not, and then, then towards the end, we thought it was. So, like with with you saying about his him talking about his family, and you're like, you are like. I don't know if he's just going to be sad. Like, is the end in the fact that it's this fellow's not a radical anymore? And or? It's good writing because... <sighs> well, I, I think what you see in that moment is that it does keep cutting to Sean for like reaction shots and he is telling Combo to... Because Sean is, for, for this little lad, he is you know very confident and very self-assured. You know, when... Uh, or earlier, does he act like it? I don't know. I think he believes he's... I think he believes that he's... A confident person. Mm. I reckon he, he is just like a little, he's, he's, a little brat. I think he's a little brat, but I, I, I anyway. Because it's, there's it's, there's, the, there's the moment earlier on in the film where Combo starts talking about uh, the Falklands and how stupid the war is, and and then um, <laughs> he twats Combo and like he tries, yeah, tries, tries to batter him. So uh, he's not afraid. He's not actually afraid of Combo. He's not afraid of him at all. For some reason, he's quite fearless. Um, as soon as then, Combo sees that, though, he I reckon he's like. Well, he says this is like me. This I've got my eye on this kid. I think once he sees the emotion, he knows that they're a bit similar. I I can also get to it. Well, as soon as he hears about the Falklands and his dad dying in the Falklands, he's like, right, there's something I can using causes like like that to turn to turn to radicalize such an extreme. No, it is a radicalization, isn't it? I was about going to say that, but it is it is radicalization. There's so there's such a strange. Strange is the wrong word. Such a high le- amount of, of political nuance in this film, mm. and you cannot escape it. And that final, the final scene with, um, in fact, the very, it's essentially right. Milky gets the fucking shit kicked out of him. It's not very nice. It's for, it? for it's two minutes. Horrible. Can we talk about that? Yeah, and our yeah, reaction, and then, we'll, and then we'll talk about the the actual end. It's absolutely horrible. Like, I, I, how did you feel? Like, it's like, a like fa- so it's literally, a fa- how did you feel? So sick. I w- yeah, 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 me make, too. So it's a fact that not only is he battering him you've got banjo who is like this big massive bold fella who's like combos like kind he's, of bodyguard he's the new lieutenant yeah. Think, yeah uh is holding sean down so no one so he, sean can't do anything and then the other fella this big horrible ugly gross looking man yeah, is also just... not doing anything about it either he kind of laugh i swear he's laughing he is, i yeah. think the, the i think the fella the the uh, the shaven head fella with the beard like with the yeah. beard he's laughing isn't yeah, it he's yeah. Laughing yeah he's as laughing well, as well yeah, yeah. he's laughing and he's getting the absolute. Oh, it, it's it's disgusting. It's really really upsetting. Actually, it's um, so. I honestly think it's the most upsetting the scene I've ever watched so in a se- film sec- ever in my life. Second watch, um, Combo walks in with with Milky before that scene. So he walks into the the apartment where all these other guys are hanging out. All the other skinheads are hanging. Well, skinheads is the wrong term. These uh, nationalists are hanging out, and. He walks in with Milky, who's who's a, who's a black guy, and clearly this is a group of racists he's walking into. And he says, anyone got a problem? And you look around and he's like, I don't know, I got a problem. And what was his, sorry, the other guy? Banjo. You see, ban- on second watch, I noticed this, you see him sit down, and he's always, he's previously had a, I think, did he have an issue maybe with him or something? Yeah. I don't know. He sits down and he kind of, um, I don't know, he kind he of pauses. Put, he pauses, and the, the, Shane Meadows pauses on him, and you see him like kind of put his hands together. And as soon as that happened, the second time I was like, Oh, he knows. I think he knows what's about to happen, mm. or he knows that it, it might go this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And seeing that re like really hit me with how I think this is fully self. Uh, what's not self meditated? Premeditated. Yeah, yeah. But then what? What? Um, what is confusing about 
kind of the the complexity of Combo as a person. As he turns is on everyone else? He turns on everyone else. He glasses Banjo in the face with a yeah. bottle. But cuts, doesn't... Like, cuts his ear. But Banjo says, we want out. That's what he says at the end. So if you... If you yeah, because it, it goes, went Listen, far. we want out. But I don't... Yeah, I think... I don't think it's so. This film is fucking like we could have done an episode on this. I reckon mm. because it's just but, yeah, so. In, do you know it, what I mean? It, like there's so much to great talk about. But that's why the film. This is why I like doing this podcast because you get to have a brief discussion of a film, and it, it can get quite deep sometimes. And then because of, because of the fucking power of cinema, go and watch it yourself and see how you feel about it. Because mm. I'm sure you'll feel very similar to us if you're of sane mind that these people that like um, combo fucking lunatics. But the political message about it, I, or the discussion around it, I, I think is a re, it's a really good film for discussion points. And then you see the so after that, it's I think maybe it's the day after or something. Sean's uh, back with his mum, and his mum's like comforting him, saying it's, it's going to be alright. Don't worry about it. Like we'll get through this. And um, he he walks to the the pier or the seaside or whatever, and he has this. Um, what's what's your what's your guy's flag called? The English flag, Saint George's, Saint George's flag, um, which he, what I think Combo gives to him, um, and you see him kind of like scrumple it in his hand and throw it into the sea, and that, and then it, like a, there's a tight close-up angle of of Sean's face, and what uh, what the fuck does that mean? What do you what do you guys see from that? Um, I didn't see anything other than just it was. Like I just, I think stylistically I was just like that. Stylistically, it's oh, you what you mean awesome. the actual like the, the lit this whole the, scene itself. What's what what do you get? Well, from I it? think the yeah. fact that literally just before, so you have the scene where he's in bed, uh, his mum's comforting it, comforting Sean in his mm. bed, and then it goes straight to like a montage of the Falkland War and the casualties. Kind of, it's a, essentially a montage showing you how fucking pointless that war was. Yeah. Um, you've got Thatcher spouting some fucking shit, fucking shit in the background about how yeah this is the Queen's land now. Uh, this is this is the way it should always have been. You know it always has been the Queen's land. Mm. I was watching it. I was, I was getting so angry at yeah. that little bit. Mm. So it's a way to. I, I suppose it's 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 an it's, it's I guess it's an anti-war film yeah. as well. And so you have that moment just before right at the end where. It, it's it's essentially it's not thrown in your face, but it's like, look, this war is pointless. You know, you. Uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because obviously people died in the war, mm, and yeah. people you know fought bravely in that war. Mm-hmm. They believed what they were doing was right. The soldiers who went, but you know, for whatever reason, whoever was involved to sending them there, probably mainly Thatcher, mm-hmm. um, were incredibly in the wrong. And it just makes you kind of angry at kind of... This is going to sound weird, right? It's fine. But not angry at being English as such, but, like, angry at England. So, <laughs> you know what? I, angry, yeah, at, yeah. angry at my country. As a non-English person, I see this film kind of from that point of view as well, how Shane Meadows is English, isn't he? Yeah. He must have felt maybe a great deal of shame around yeah, this. Shameful. That's the word. Yeah, that and is the word. I see. You know the the combo speech where he's he's talking about his heart and he's talking about his head. This is England. This is England. Come with me. Like what we are doing is for England. That kind of um, parallels nicely with the Falkland War about that a cause that is fucking ridiculous. It's buying yeah. out of order and it's dumb as fuck. Right. The whole uh, Britain first. Fuck everyone else that comes in this country. 
and then a, a war that was pointless. Mm. Even Combo says it. He's, this is our Vietnam. It's fucking pointless. Yeah. And then that throwing the flag away is almost like renouncing the idea yeah. that, that that was England and fuck that. If that's England, fuck off. I don't want any part mm. of it. Mm. It's like and the, as a and non, as the a, end, do you reckon the final, literal final scene of him looking up is like just him being awake, maybe? Maybe. It's like the uh, like the fuck off Hitler from Jojo Rabbit, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's way better done than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, Sorry, it's similar. It's like, my opinion, I don't know if I agree, thro- but it's different though, isn't it? Thrown yeah. away, so you can't. You're thrown away the dangerous ideology. Yes. Mm. And like, I, that was that's really, it's really what, beautiful. And it's what, it's obviously... To the England flag to some people may mean nothing. It may just mean being English, but mm-hmm. to some people it means like, you know, Britain first and uh, you know, national it, yeah, front. It and becomes a national, symbol, nationalism. Yeah. And so he's thrown away everything negative mm-hmm. with Saint George with, mm-hmm. with the Saint George's flag, and that's how it's I really it. powerful. I have no affinity for England apart from the fact I fucking live here. Mm. My mates are from <laughs> here. I do a podcast here. My girlfriend's from here. My stepdad's from here. I get it, yeah. but like this, there's so I many. Find yeah. that re- I find that once again quite life affirming. Where you, yeah, because it's a young kid taking fucking control. Like at the end of uh, mid nineties, he's now like what the dynamic now has changed, and it's good where it's at now. And mm. like this, the the conflict has ended, and and where things are now, where Sean is, I've not watched the TV show. At that moment is is good and positive, yeah. and that I find that really moving. There are so many like layers to even something like a flag. Yeah. Like I remember uh, when I when I lived back at home, like when the World Cups and stuff were on. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd put like England flags outside. Like I'd put an England flag outside my bedroom window and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that I mean, happens it, in this film when he turns it, in when he becomes. It mean well, it means something else. And, and it, it means yeah. something else. I know, but it's interesting now looking back, like. I was just putting it up because I wanted I was supporting England football team. And, yeah. You know, I, I wanted them to win the World Cup. But, like, what that flag can represent. Yeah. What, you know I, what? I know it's like what, what flags can represent different things to every different person. Different flags around the world can mean yeah. so many different things. But I don't There's something about St. George's flag, right, that represents something negative with a lot of people. It triggers me. Especially with Irish people it in particular. Me a lot, yeah. Argentinians, you know, the, a lot yeah. of people are, are yeah. very, me. Yeah. like, kind of offended by the St. George's flag. Mm-hmm. Me growing up, I never kind of grew up, like, I grew up in a little town, you know, my parents are lovely people. Like, yeah, no, I don't. You're they're not, not, they're not like, all racist. They're, they're like, not, yeah. They're, they're not yeah, like, but the, the, the nationalists have claimed, have claimed that flag. And then that's... Or... What? The way it's portrayed has be- that's become a symbol for nationalism, yeah. and that's where the conflict comes. No, because but I think they've just claimed it. They've just gone, we're having that. Yeah, oh, well, because I don't. Because their, I look at that. I, I, I look I at the flag, and and, and it means abs- It means nothing. Well, no, yeah. it doesn't mean nothing to me. It means it's a ne- it, negative. It's so context. bad. It means nothing to me. I wouldn't okay. mean. I wouldn't say but so much anymore. I think it's kind of. It is. It's another. It's completely open for interpretation. Yeah. Isn't it? It's what you want to take from that symbol. Um, and in, it, in relation it, to the, it's be, interesting be what that, that like, Pete younger people have claimed. A, a lot of younger people have claimed the your the, the EU flag as a flag of hope. I think um, uh, I, flags are weird for me, especially living in in Northern Ireland. There's a lot of tension that I, it might go over your heads. That, that it will flags. probably because I'm, I'm yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't yeah brief the, flags the, are very important in Ireland though. massively the the the. the there's a massive there was a massive issue about the the parliament building in Northern Ireland and what flag it flew and it used to uh, like it used to be a, a Union Jack and that pissed everyone off myself included I fucking hate it I really fucking hate it 
but it used to bother me that other people got more offended than I did and they were, there, was, there was dynamics between it and anger and tension and it all comes down to what a flag represents and I found that in this film really interesting where they're renouncing of your perception of the flag or yeah. your former perception of that flag, throwing that away. That for me, that it, like it resonated with me so much, and like I said, I'm not English, but the idea of what a flag mm. means was I yeah. I don't think I'll be putting an England flag outside my bedroom window anymore. You, know? you can have an you can have an England one. I'll have an Ireland one, and, and we'll be we'll all be friends. It's, we'll it's, be, we can have a, I'll give you a Scouse yeah. one. Yeah. 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 It's so it, it, it's such an interesting yeah. kind of discussion point. That's really really interesting and kind of thought. This is this is one it? of the the best films for discussion points. This yeah, probably might be the best definitely. film that we've really had yeah. in terms of like. Just and because it's relative to all of us, I've got a question for you, Luke. Yeah, go ahead. This is actually it's. Okay, this is this is <laughs> just this might be a little bit too I, heavy. I, I just want for the listeners yeah. not a clue what he's going to say. Might, by the way, this might be a little bit too heavy for the podcast, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh Christ! Are you proud to be English? Whoa, that's um, such a big question. Mm, I thought about this last night, probably because I watched the uh, I watched it, this, this is England. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Not really. No, mm. because because the things I think you get, you should be proud of. I like living in England. I like England. Yeah. But you should. But but in terms of being proud of things, like you can't. Like what I like about England is that you've got the fucking Lake District on our on our doorstep. <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah. all these. You know, these things. You know, it's a beautiful gaff. It's a lovely place to live. Mm. But in terms of you're proud of if you do something, Liam, and I go fucking hell, I'm proud of him for doing that. Yeah. Connor, you do something. You know, my dad's. You know, you're proud of people. You're not proud of like a. I'm not proud of like the fucking mountains. Oh, yeah. well done, mountains. You're there. Like I'm proud of people, and the people in this country for years and years now mm-hmm. have been fucking a lot of them. Yeah. Probably not many listen to this. Fifty-two percent majority. Of have, them. <laughs> have, have just proved in their actions to be arseholes. Yeah. And so, so I'm not proud to be English. No, I'd rather like I'd rather be like I'm from. The northwest, you got you know, any not Ir- even the northwest. Just you got like any Irish, in we will have you. If, I, if I've got yeah, a fucking percentage, but, mate, I'm yeah, getting a passport. Yeah. But you're, <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm but not you're, proud of it. But now. you're proud. You're proud to be from Liverpool. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not really from Liverpool. I'm just proud of Liverpool. Proud be- to be. Well, from yeah, but and that, and that and that still fits in with what I'm saying because yeah. the actions of the people from Merseyside are so much better. Are, than the pack. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm not even. I'm not even going to say better because better. Better assumes there's a factual rank. I just think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 mean. By, I mean, I mean, I've just proven that yeah. the things that I relate to are the things that they relate to. So yeah. Therefore, yeah. yeah. Therefore, I probably do think they are yeah. better. I think you can. I, sorry, I was just gonna say, like, I see. I used to get so confused with this um, growing it's up. It's a really interesting gro- question. Gro- yeah. Gro- yeah. Growing up, growing question, up in a little town, you know. Uh, a little town called Ellesmere in Shropshire. It's not. It's not a political town at all. You know, no one really knows about Shropshire. When I when I tell people I live there, they're like, I don't know where that is. And it's yeah. like it's literally. You can get to Shropshire from Liverpool in forty five minutes. How do you yeah, not yeah. know where it is? How do you never heard of it? Beyond me. Um, anyway, that's a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> Shropshire dot com yeah. is yeah. the owner. There. But Shropshire like, Club. <laughs> Shropshire isn't a political place. It's 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 a very welcoming place. Mm-hmm. What I grew up with, it was very welcoming to all sorts of people, all different. Like I grew up in a school with so, like different ethnicities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, to be honest. It was very very. It was a mine like a minority. Mm-hmm. It was it like Shropshire is predominantly white, but I've never like, you know, with like with the flag. Whenever I saw the flag, like St George's flag, it was like. Yeah, we're waving this because we're supporting England in the mm. in the Rugby World Cup or the Football World yeah, Cup, yeah. or we've got the um, the Union Jack out for the Olympics and stuff yeah. like that. Like, 
it was always like sport based, never it's political. It's it about the never, prism you view yeah, it through, though. It was it's never political I mean, yeah. because Shropshire isn't a political place in my, from what I've experienced anyway. I know mm. like there are sections, uh, and what I kind of see it as like when I was growing up, I was like, yeah, I'm proud to be English. Like my dad would say, he's proud to be English because he's had a really lovely life living in Shropshire all his life. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's had a nice time. He's experienced kind of mainly like good things from living here and yeah but then i guess that's another question isn't it like i've never looked at it the way you way the way you say because when i say i'm proud to be english when i always thought of is like yeah, i'm really proud to be living here because it's a nice place to mm. be and i've really kind of i don't know enjoyed living at like it was a nice quiet town and like really like loads of lakes loads of pretty yeah. like walks and stuff like that and that's kind of like where my mind goes to when I say I don't think like I'm proud to be English because you know the we, ideology and the I yeah, just think I'm proud to be like white. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's never been like that, and it's it's interesting like knowing how people interpret like but that question. I think there's another point. There's another like point, mm-hmm. um, and this is like a, it's not a weird thing to say, but like it's I, I don't want it to come across funny because like it kind of isn't really, but like. I've had fucking ten more years of like, like, like work, being aware that people are just yeah. I can, I, can I can imagine. I haven't won an election like imagine. while I've been a voter, and yeah. I'm fucking thirty-one. Yeah. Like you, you, and it's not. And you know what? Everyone is narsold. Like what I said before isn't necessarily true, but every two years it just keeps battering. Yet, where yeah. the fact that like you just go like I have this conversation all the time with my mates, and it's like. You shouldn't shut off everyone else, and I'm try. I try not to do that more in the last few years. Yeah. But sometimes, like after the election, for example, I just was like, you know what? I don't want to fucking hear from anyone else. All I want is me comforts. I want to watch some films, yeah. speak to me mates who feel the same about me. Sometimes I want to be in my echo chamber, and you know, Here, here's these are I, like literally like a fucking almost a generation, yeah. not quite a generation, but like close ten, to a generation ten, yeah, or, or younger than me and what I find I'm interesting just weathered is, to think a little is, bit so. yeah massively I can, I can understand it yeah. completely but what I, I think the we'll, we'll wrap up in a second we should wrap up but this is like the a proud good. conversation for me is really interesting because I don't think like I, I say this all the time nothing is ever black and white mm. you, you can be a, you can be proud to be fucking English if you want but I don't imagine you're 100% because English is such a massive term that what the fuck does it mean yeah does it mean that you're proud to support them in the World Cup, whether it's rugby or football? Yeah, of course it does. Does it mean that there's there's English people that are fucking white nationalists and racists and fucking wanna be Tommy Robinsons? Yeah, of course it does. You're not proud of them. Mm. You're proud yeah. of the parts that relate to it you. All happen- I find it's, that interesting. It's on a ba- it's on a it's on a like um individual point basis. by point yeah, basis, mass- isn't it? I massively agree. Um, like so, if something happened if something happened that was great, say we took a charge of of, of the climate debate yeah. and push something through. Yeah, well, fucking. You then des- you I'd go fucking hell. I'm proud to be English for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. not what's up? What have we got? We've yeah. not even got a person to be like they're sound. Because so, even Corbyn, who I liked, wasn't totally sound. So in so when it comes to 1983 and everything that means that you see at the start of the film and this is England, throwing that away at the end. That's why I was like, fuck, this is a fucking masterpiece. I'm yeah. up for throwing a flag in the, in the Mersey now, by the way. 95 bottles. <laughs> how many? 95. Fuck me, it's yeah. It's a fucking, in te- 20 years uh-huh. time, this film is already being taught in film schools, will be heralded as yeah, one of the best a- films ever. Honestly, it's, it's fucking genius. I'm going to go with a 86. Yeah. I was going to go for 85. Amazing. I think we're all awesome. around the same ballpark, aren't we? Watch this movie. Watch this film. It's hell. like, and we, we've discussed quite a, we've discussed a lot of the themes 
there's for so almost as long as it. like the films on four. Yeah. So like, the, the, there's lovely bits and there's like there is quite depressing bits, but like they only last for as long as like you know they're only, it's a scene. It's not like you can take them in and then you get something else to chew on. Where we've just chewed the fat about like some important stuff. I have a really interesting point to make quickly. Okay, yeah, and go ahead. What it's what I thought it's it's it came to my mind when I was watching it, and it was what about. What if there there was a, a white nationalist watching this film? Because they definitely, someone who is a white nationalist has, someone who is um, a massive racist I, I thought that as well. Do you, you think know? they would have felt massive guilt watching it? Or do you think they would have felt that they were the, so they, you know they, the they were hard done the by? The rally scene yeah, yeah. In, in the pub. I was that's when it came to me and I was like, if someone if someone what if someone who feels this way is watching this, how do they feel about it? Now? So my point on I that c- I couldn't even empathise, I couldn't understand. My it. point on that actually reminded me when I watched it of I can't remember the lad's name. There's two lads. Jack O'Connell is the yes. actor of one of them who was in yeah. Skins and a couple of other... Uh, there was a war movie he was in. And then another lad, I can't remember his name. What was his... Oh, fuck it, who cares? We haven't got enough time to look I know who it. you mean, though. They're... And he said... And there was all, there was about 25 people in that little fucking cabin in, in, in the middle of nowhere. And they were all agreeing with this leader fellow who was spouting all the racist nonsense. Mm-hmm. And Jack O'Connell's character said... Said something like, oh, I, I, do you not? Do you believe No, this? no, oh, okay. late, 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 earlier. Oh, And I'm he sorry, says something yeah. to his mate, and his mate goes, well, look, everyone here is saying it. It's got to be true. Yeah. And it's like with Twitter chamber. now. It's, it's like we chamber. go, oh, well, Corbyn's we're going to win the election because yeah. look at all these people who I know who I'm obviously going to surround myself with people who are like minded. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. But in terms of the white, I, I don't think they've been, I think if they are white nationalists, they were, I don't think they'll feel hard done by and I don't think they'll be that ashamed. I think they'll probably separate the combo just... from white nationalism because it'll okay. be like, well, you don't want to besmirch. Like, he's yeah, a yeah. lunatic. You don't want to besmirch what we do. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fucked. Anyway. Shall we move to the, the end of the show? Because I, I tried to. I yeah. was going to try and wrap this up like 20 minutes ago and then we, it was just got too boss to, to, so good. to, to, to wrap up. So I love when it gets like this, by the way. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really yeah, do, yeah, yeah, really good. Let's um, only ever do heavy films, Welcome please. to the yeah. Yeah. Philosophical first time. <laughs> philosophical take film club. Um, okay, so um, that was our... Uh, Popcorns. Next week we've got two oh. that I imagine will get quite high popcorns also. Um Uncut Gems yes. and Punch Drunk Love. Holy fucking oh, this fuck. is like this is like Connor so, Connor week. Adam Adam Sandler does good film week. Yeah, it is, yeah. I have uh, seen both of them. So you have? I will not be doing a first take next And have week. you seen both of them? I have not saw Punch Drunk Love's mine. You've not I've watched been it? Dying it's mine. To watch They're it. both mine as well. Because I love Paul Thomas. Oh, you've not seen it. And I think he's a genius. Was it the Sandler is... factor that put you off, do you reckon? No, I bought it. You and just I, didn't I'd be happen dying to watch to it. do it on this podcast. Oh, okay. I've watched the DVD. Connor, I've, watched, oh. I've watched it twice since he's bought it, and he's not <laughs> watched it once yet. Because I'm waiting for this. Yeah, he's waiting for this. And cool. As like we touched on last week, seeing Uncut Gems, I, like I think about that film more or less every day since I've saw it. It's, yeah. It's like maybe I'm it's so because of the cin- what you think about maybe it's it, because of the cinema experience that I transcended am, it, but yeah. it is honestly fucking ridiculous. I'm a low key Sandler head a bit, really. Well, I've been watching. I some... just I believe in the powers that he's got, even if he doesn't use them all the time. Is and what I'm. Well, ca- is kind of where I am at. Watch him use them. Um. Yeah. So let's. Uh, what else should we talk about now? Uh, social oh, media. Follow us on socials, follow yeah. us on Instagram. First Take Pod. Please follow us on Instagram. First Take Pod. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. First Take Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, First Take Film Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we've like 
we've amped up like we're actually using them for like social purposes <laughs> yeah. now um, because we just realised we just you can't get by without um, I wrote something for our mates uh, at your girls on film about what is the perfect Sunday film it was a really good read um, and it was really end, good Luke thank you very much we both boys. read it in work yesterday oh amazing I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I gave work a little bit for yeah, it did. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, so I list, I tell, I well, I describe what makes a perfect Sunday film, and then list my five favorite Sunday films. Um, so get on that. It's, a, I don't know. I think it's your girls on film dot wordpress dot com. But Gal. yeah, go gals to in it. gals, gals. Yeah. I've done that a few times. I think. Sorry, Just, Danielle. You'll find it on Twitter. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll find, find it on, on Twitter, our yeah. page. Yeah. So if you, actually, yeah. that's what you can do. Go to our Twitter. Follow us. Look for that. Read it. Yeah. Um, Give uh, us five star reviews on, oh, on yeah. iTunes. Give please. us some reviews. You are, we you know, know. You've got like 33 reviews now, and they're all like five stars. I took yeah. Anna's phone today and, and reviewed Did <laughs> you? Yeah. Oh, I hope, I hope Mr. Apple's not reading yeah. this. Sorry, oh, no. sorry, Tim, sorry, Tim sorry Tim Apple. Mr. Apple. Tim Apple, yeah. Um, okay, that's that, isn't it? Um, keep supporting us. Just yeah. keep following us. Get engaged with us. Get involved with us. Um, and until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. Bye bye.